Why, thank you, Jungle Jim, for that wonderful musical introduction. Oh, man, you are just rocking and rolling in 2023, the new year. That's right. Look at you banging the keys on that magical synthesizer as we cruise our way through January. I'm finding myself a little hoarse, Jungle Jim. I got this cough. I can't get rid of it. It's just rattling me. A lot of honey cough drops and things like that. I think it's a little dust in the air. But anyway, that's Jungle Jim. This is Tim Maher, and this is Failing Up, recording this podcast in the basement studio located on the shores of the mighty Seneca River, flowing all the way up to the Great Lake of Ontario. If you make a right, you're going to find yourself in the Thousand Islands. That's right, 1,000 islands on the Great St. Lawrence Sea, heading all the way out to the Atlantic Ocean and around the world, just like my hoarse, raspy voice. God, you got to like that raspy voice. A lot of uh, actors with that raspy voice. Anyway, if you make a left, you're going to get a little north of Buffalo, not south, but north of Buffalo, where the Bills are playing. Big, big game on the Sunday that we're recording this podcast, playing the Bengals. Winner of that game will go on to the NFC Championship game. And then uh, you go a little north, you'll end up in the great, beautiful city of Toronto. You can connect to all those other great lakes, Erie and Huron and Superior, and all the mighty, mighty great lakes. Beautiful, beautiful. They are, they are, and they are huge. They truly are great lakes. The Frosted Flakes, they're great, i got to tell you. Treacherous as well. But beautiful lakes. That's right, Jim. Jim. Jungle Jim, are you awake? Thank you. My goodness gracious. Oh, boy, I'll tell you. I was watching the, um, I love the news. I grew up uh, just loving the news. My older sister really got me hooked on the world news. And um, I used to watch it uh, religiously. I don't know what that means. No, that wasn't religion. I guess I guess religiously means regularly. Is that religious? Regularly. You know, like if you regularly go to mass or something like that. But in any event. I used to watch the, really the world news, uh, growing up in the in the '60s and the '70s, and it was, you know, I, I was I was hooked on it. I was hooked on all the news and the bulletins they had back then. But, but really, you know, there was a comfort in um, sitting down, and it usually came on at six thirty to seven o'clock. The world news. I watched. Um, I watched it either with Walter Cronkite or I watched it with Harry Reasoner and uh, the other guy. Um, I didn't watch it with uh, Huntley Brinkley. Um, and then when I worked in television, um, I used to, uh, of course, you know, I was surrounded by the news uh, and NBC News, local NBC affiliate, and then the NBC News. But um, I used to just watch it regularly. What I just liked is I liked that, you know, at the time, and, and once Barbara Walters, the great Barbara Walters, uh, broke in, the late great Barbara Walters, God rest in peace, uh, trailblazer in broadcasting, um, you would listen to the, you know, the anchor person was just this rock solid individual who you turned on and they gave you the news. And the thing that I loved about the news is it took you around the world. You had the reporters, you had the visuals, but it was the story. It was the story. They were bringing you the news. And the reason to watch it was to get the news. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to get the news. And the anchors were... They were there. They were rock solid. They were stable. In most cases, they weren't opinionated. There wasn't some back and forth arguments. The story, the story was the message. Whatever the news story was uh, stimulated positions. Whatever the news story was stimulated thought. 
whatever the news story was and the reporting of that story by the reporters on site uh, gave perspectives and insight and thus reaction. Now, that's what happened with the Vietnam War. And, um, but the anchors were just these rock-solid individuals who you could count on to be there to give you these stories. There was no drama around them. There was no, um, you know, it wasn't their spotlight. They were journalists. They were reporting information. And they weren't making the news about them, you know. There weren't mass panels arguing and talking over each other and debating and projecting and, you know, and this might happen and this might. None of that stuff was going on. It was the news. And the other thing that's a phenomenon now, which I saw last week, is nobody gave a rat's ass about what they wore. You know, the story wasn't about the anchor. And what's occurred in our media, in some cases, not in all cases, there are, there are still some really rock-solid journalists in front of a television camera, I believe. There, there really are. You know, I think David Muir on ABC. I think um, Anderson Cooper. Um, I think that, uh, you know, CNN has some good people. Abby Phillips is really a, a great up-and-comer, just really rock-solid. And, and some of them, like Abby Phillips, come from the newspaper, and then they come up because they're real journalists. who still focus on the story, the accuracy of the story, and the impact of the story. Um, but now you get drama. And and I was watching the, the new morning news show on CNN. They're trying to, to compete and, and boost the ratings. And they changed, you know, they had this big shakeup. They changed the set and they changed the staff. And they, they put some new anchors on there, apparently led by Don Lemon. And um, I watched it the other day. And the anchors, specifically Don Lemon, is making the news about him. So Stephen Colbert, Don Lemon comes on in a, um, a hoodie and in a sport jacket, you know, to, to do the news, which is which is uncommon uh, wardrobe for a news person. It's just uncommon. I'm not saying it's right, it's wrong, it's good, it's bad. I could really give a rat's ass what Don Lemon wears. But obviously he's putting on that on to grab attention, to make a statement. And his other outfits he wears, I think, obviously are doing that. And uh, so Stephen Colbert, great, brilliant, late-night host, comedian, uh, does the obvious and points it out and points fun at it. Now, if you're going to do something like Lemon did and you're going to wear an outfit that's going to attract attention onto yourself, which as far as if you're a news person, that's really not the purpose why you're there is to draw attention to yourself and make yourself the story, which Lemon did because Lemon is about Lemon and Lemon is a Lemon about Lemon. Um, and then Colbert reacted to it, which would be expected, which is probably what anyone who's seeking and craving attention wants. So, you know, Lemon's making a stand about his outfit and turning his outfit into some political statement when it's really a fashion statement, a fashion faux pas, I might say, because it wasn't really a very attractive outfit. Regardless of how he defends it with a hood, it just, it just didn't go well together, regardless of what it was made up of. And, but obviously it was there as a man craving attention. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Um, and Don Lemon's an award-winning journalist who worked his ways up through the ranks. I mean, he's an award-winning journalist. I just think he's, he's gone a little too far, and he belongs to entertainment tonight now. Because it's not about Don Lemon. It's not about his outfit. And so when Stephen Colbert poked fun at it, which you would expect, um, and it was Lemon's turn, and he decided to react, he reacted in such a way that was, um, you know, kind of bitchy. You know, here's a guy who who is uh, just miffed and pissed because something he wore to draw attention, drew attention, 
and, and, and it was harmless, you know, uh, feedback on it. And he couldn't go with that. You know, he, he obviously was angered by it. And then he made the stance about why he dresses. And then on the news, then they have this whole visual of Don Lemon in squares for like two weeks of his outfits. And Lemon's talking about that day he was wearing this. Apparently it was pink. I thought it was white, but he clarified that it wasn't all pink. It was it wasn't all white. It was pink. It looked like an ice cream man. And uh, that he had a he had a full length pink overcoat to go with that because he feels that men should be comfortable wearing pink. We got a break for you, Don Lemon. Men are comfortable wearing pink. I wear pink. You know, I, so he's making these fashion stands about himself, which he doesn't. Pink is not an issue to wear, first of all. And uh, but he talks about the pink and the overcoat, and and obviously here's a guy just craving attention onto himself. And showing all his outfits. And I'm thinking to myself, I can't imagine watching the news with a real journalist taking up that time to talk about themselves, taking up that time to talk about what they wear, taking up that time to talk about why they didn't wear the overcoat that goes with the outfit that they wore because it's raining outside and they didn't want to get it dirty. This is the news. This is the news at a time when when um, news is being looked at and news is being questioned and news is being attacked like never before. And we have a news anchor who's making the stance over his wardrobe, essentially over his wardrobe. Now, if that's his interest and that's his case, fine. God bless you, lad. You know, Don, wear what you want. But if that's going to be your stand, go to the Fashion Network, you know, go to Entertainment Tonight. You know, or if you're going to wear what you want to wear and people, what do you care? I mean, what do you care? You know, if you're going to wear something that's so far out of the norm for for somebody in that industry to make a stance or to, to make a statement, obviously, you better be able to roll with that statement because that's someone saying, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. When really your job is to say, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this, not me. I'm here to I'm the conduit to the story. I'm here to provide you with a perspective. I'm here to help connect and facilitate to reporters who are bringing insights and enlightenment to what's really occurring in our world and in our government and in other worlds and with people. It's not about me. It's not about my outfit. It's not about who I met. You know, deflate the ego, inflate the perspective. Great journalist. And again, you know, there are, um, you know, there are really great journalists on CNN. There are great journalists on, on other networks, as I've said. Um, but you have to, they don't focus on being so hard to make themselves so noticed. And I heard a, a quote by Keith Richards, you know, the people that are really cool just don't try. You know, you can tell when somebody's really trying hard. When someone's really, there's nothing more painful. There's a couple of things that are really painful. One is when somebody's really trying hard to be funny and they're not. You know, that's why when comedians die on stage, it's so painful because they're trying so hard and they got the balls to get up there and they do. And God bless them. But um, it's painful. It's painful. It's painful to be at a, at a party or a family function when somebody's telling a story and they're trying so hard to be. And it's just not funny. You got to roll along with it. The other thing that's really painful is when somebody is striving so hard to get attention, so hard to get attention. You're like, oh, my God. And they just go and they escalate and they escalate and they escalate till somebody reacts. And then when somebody reacts, they usually say, oh, well, that's not really a big deal. I mean, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? How dare you? 
But your whole purpose of doing that activity was to be noticed. Your whole purpose of doing that activity was to get that attention because you weren't getting it any other way. When you're switched to a morning program and taken off your evening program and you're put on this morning program and you're only drawing in a market of 400,000 viewers compared to your rival over at Fox, which is over a million viewers and MSNBC and all these other shows, you know, hoodies and pink outfits and all that. If that's what you're dependent on to get your ratings up, then there's a big problem. There's a huge problem. That's not what's going to do it. People are going to tune in to see what Don Lemon is wearing. And people that are going to tune in to see what Don Lemon is wearing, they're just watching the wrong show. If you want to see what Don Lemon is wearing, if CNN wants to have the Don Lemon wardrobe show, then give Don Lemon a fashion show. There's nothing wrong with that. Fashion news with Don Lemon. What's the matter with that? Fashion news with Don Lemon. Explore, explore all the impacts of fashion, even throughout the generations. Cultural fashion. The message of fashion. What fashion states. How people have changed their fashion. The revolution of fashion. What does fashion mean? What do certain outfits mean? What does it mean when, how did people start wearing their hats backwards? How does, you know, what is the, um, what is the, you know, the impact of the hoodie? Or where do bell bottoms come from? When do ties go fat, skinny, fat, skinny, fat, skinny, and lapels? What are the colors? Is it okay to wear white after Labor Day? All this stuff, you know, have a fashion. Have CNN fashion hosted by Don Lemon. Just Don Lemon. Then it's his show. It's his hour. It's his two hours. All fashion. He can have people from the fashion industry on. He can do all kinds of stories about how fashion impacts politics and how politics impacts fashion. You know, the imagery of fashion, how people are falsely judged by what they wear, why people wear certain uh, clothing to send messages, why people wear clothing to celebrate their individualized cultures and to educate others about their cultures. There's a beautiful message in fashion. Fashion is important, and fashion is nothing to just be walked away from and ignore, but there's a proper platform for that, and it's not the news. The morning news is not unless it's fashion news. And if it's fashion news, then it's fashion news with Don Lemon. And he can wear his hoodies and his turtle, and he can wear whatever he wants, and he can explain why he's wearing it. He can make his outfits the driving force behind the story. He can be the driving force behind the story and his fashion. And forget the news. And then you have somebody else or other people reporting the news, facilitating a morning news program, connecting the dots between stories and connecting the stories between the view to the viewer. That's what you want. Not some guy up there getting ticked off because some late night host ragged on him about his outfit. Not some guy who's defending wearing pink when it's not a big deal to wear. Professional football players wear pink to support Breast Cancer Month. <clears throat> I own a pink shirt and I love it. Pink tie, I love it. Pink, pink is not, those days are long gone, okay? Wear whatever you want, but don't confuse it with the news and don't make the news about you. You, you're not the news. You're the facilitator. You're a smart dude. You've been in the industry. You've won awards. You know how to do stories. Don't make you the story, and you made you the story, and that's the number one rule in news, well, I guess besides checking the facts, especially when, when there's a spotlight on the news and it's being criticized. And you have all these other 
you know, people out there making the news about themselves. You know, the freako, wacko, Tucker, Tucker Carlson. It's all about Tucker Carlson. He's a nut job. You know, Laura Ingram, wacko job. But it's about her. It's about the things they say. And they've realized, Hennessy, they realize it's about what they say. And that makes them the story. But they want to be the story because they want to get ratings. And all Don Lemon is doing is using a different way to make him the story. A shallow way to make him the story. Hoping that will generate uh, viewership. It's just so frustrating when you really love the news and you just want to watch or listen to solid news. You know, solid news is just good reporting, the story, the impact, what's going on, and what could possibly happen. I hear you, Jungle Jim. I hear you playing that magic, magic music. You hear that raspy voice of mine. I'm trying to think what actress that sounds like. I can't remember her name. Oh, darn it's going to But anyway, that's Jungle Jim. I'm Tim Marr, and this is Failing Up. Bye-bye.